Hello everyone, it's Kevin Finkel here with another episode of Magic the Final Frontier. This is episode number 59, and on this podcast we talk all about the Magic Frontier format, keeping our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Frontier. My name is Ryan Schwenk, I am the Japan hobbyist out of Tokyo, Japan. And we have one. And this is your favorite... I interrupted you there. Sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. No, I, finish, finish your interruption. No, no. I mean, I, I was done. I was like, where are you? I, could, I can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best introduction ever. Okay. So this is Matt Murday, your favorite podcast host, obviously. Okay. That was it. Okay. We can, we can keep <laughs> going now. Yeah. yeah, so we've got the whole team together here, uh, which is normally what we do when we talk about new sets, new cards, fun things like that. So... We have not had any single card spoiled yet from the new set that's coming out, War of the Spark. Mm. I want to say that's the name yes. of it. This is the somewhat sequel. It's still on Ravnica from what we hear, and it's uh, supposed to be a very Planeswalker heavy. You know, we, we've heard a little bit about the lore, so what we, are, we know is that lots of Planeswalkers are descending on Ravnica. There's going to be some kind of big fight, and we know of at least 36 Planeswalkers that are going to get cards and we might see more than that in the lore. So, a lot going on, a lot of Planeswalkers. You know, we, we haven't had anything like this ever, really. So, that's kind of big, and we just want to do what we usually do when we're talking about new sets coming out. We want to talk about what are we interested in seeing, what are we hoping to see, what are some predictions that we want mm. to make. So, should we start with what Planeswalkers we know are going to be in here? You want to... All right, yes, let's talk about Planeswalkers. You want me to just, you know, do my, my quick run, run, run voice? Like, go through <laughs> each one? Okay, and then after that, tell us, then we can talk about, like, which ones we're most excited about. Okay, so we've got the whole Jace Dist League. We've got Jace, Gideon, Liliana, Chandra, Nyssa. We've also got, of course, Karn, who I think is included mm-hmm. in there, and Teferi. Mm-hmm. Those two have had cards, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, we're also getting some recent ones. We've got Vivian, Dev- um, Vraska, Kaya... I'm naming ones we've seen recently. Um, we saw Hwatli and Angrath over on Ixalan. Mm-hmm. We've got a Johnny still. And then we've got a whole bunch of people just coming out of the woodworks here. So we've got a Jaya card. We've got a Tamiyo card. Uh, Ralzarek, mm-hmm. of course. Samet, Bolas, Ashiok. Tybalt. Uh, let me keep going. Tybalt yeah. is coming yes. back. Damri's still there. Sorin is coming back, which is huge, along with Nahiri. Um, we've got Sahili and... I want to say Swahili was hanging out with Hwatli, so it makes sense that they'd mm-hmm. both be back. We've got Sarkhan and Narset coming mm-hmm. back, which is huge. We also have some interesting new ones. We see Devriel Kane, which was in some kind of book, and Teo Verada. Um, Ashiok is back, which is huge. Ugin yes. is back, which yes. is huge. You know, there, there's so much here that's up. Uh, Obnixilis, mm-hmm. too. So pretty much every Planeswalker we've seen in the last few years, other than a few notable missing ones like Tezzeret and you know, still no Garak, but mm. a lot going on. You know, there's going to be a, a Planeswalker in every pack. That's going to be crazy. Just the huge amount of Planeswalkers in the set is something we really, really had before. So how is this going to affect Frontier? And what are you guys excited about? So, so there's kind of a... Go ahead. Go ahead. There's a few things that I'm excited about because it's like mm-hmm. these characters are characters that I, I wasn't thrilled with their last card, but like they're kind of getting second chances, which I think is cool. But I also think okay. Wizards has done a really good job in the last, like, I don't know, four or five sets figuring out how not to break Planeswalkers. So I'm also, while, while I'm excited for these cards, I kind of have this mm-hmm. apprehension about 
we're probably not gonna like we're not gonna get a Gideon level planeswalker in this set, I would say. We're not gonna get it. Yeah, I think especially you know, we're we're thinking about limited and if there's gonna be one in every pack, if you have you know, planeswalkers are usually very powerful in limited because they provide extended value over time. And if there's gonna be one of those in every pack, then that's a huge amount of power that we'd be seeing. So you kind of have to expect that they'll be powered down a little bit. I think bit. we're going to see more along the lines of, like, Lipwalker level uh, effects, like, you know, like the the uh, Kithion, when he flipped into Gideon. Um, his mm. effects were all right. He became, like, a 4-4, four, four, and the, the zero... I'm sorry, the plus two is, like, you have to attack him or something like that. We're going to see more, like, those types of effects on Planeswalkers. The Flipwalkers were some of the... Yeah, but best walkers. Well, they not, were not so good. Chandra was, eh. Kithian was okay. No, Chandra was really good. She was just really hard to yeah. flip. Kithian was great on the backside because that zero made it something indestructible. But like how you know Jace was obviously huge. But how to get into that point was kind of challenging, and I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah, it was the, it was the flip part that I don't think we're going to see any flip cards, but the the flip cards were only balanced because you had to flip. Them. So what about Arlen Kord? Do you think she's gonna just stay as a human the whole time? Or yeah, I think so. Or yeah. she could be a werewolf the whole time. I don't know. I think yeah, I think I'm she'll be remember. a human personally. Yeah, I think there was something where she can transform with planeswalking, or like could only transform an Innistrad. Maybe I don't remember exactly. Yeah, and I mean she's actually one of the ones I'm most excited for because I think like her last version was so like so close. Mm. It was like, it had just a few abilities, not even wrong abilities, but they were just in the wrong place, you know? Mm. Um, and I really like kind of that really scrappy green, red, I'm hoping like a four mana walker. Because um, we just got Domri, and Domri is really good in that slot, but he's more of like a pure grindy mid range. I'm going to go for pure card advantage. Where the- So we already have three red green walkers at four mana in Frontier. And there were two more outside of Frontier at 4 mana. So I would love something not at 4 mana if we're going to get a red-green walker. Or actually, we may get two here. You know, We have Arlen Kord, who we've only seen at green-red. We also have Domri, who only really makes sense in mm. green-red. So we might see two of them, which is kind of what I'm leaning towards looking through this. You know, I can kind of see where there's probably two of each mono-colored. There's probably two of each two-colored. And then there's maybe four... Um, kind of wild card ones, you know, the colorless ones, the, the three color ones, or six, sorry, that, that would be six of them. So, the- I mean, I guess I just want something a little scrappier, right? Because Arlen Cord was like, you know, shoot something, make a wolf, shoot something, make a wolf, die. Mm-hmm. It went, you know, once yeah. you work, right? Mm-hmm. So, I want something that's just more about like just, I'm going to fight it out in like a, I mean, yeah, she was grindy, but. I feel like it's a different kind of grindy than like Domri represents, right? Where Domri is just, mm-hmm. I'm going to just get a whole bunch of creature cards and throw them at you. I want to see more like Hot like Master a, of the Fells or... type ability. Like make yeah. it 2 2. Yes. Yeah. Or... I would kill to see like some kind of Hunt Master of the Fells replicated mm. on Arlen. That's, that's, that's one of the most like, that's my, on my wish list. Mm. <laughs> that's the dream. Okay. The card I am most excited about is Tibbles. Yeah, I'm, I'm memeing hard, okay. but... You know, we haven't seen him in a long yeah. time. I think he... Do you think he's going to be mono-red in this, or do you think he's going to be maybe two-color? Maybe it could be red-black. I'm calling yeah, black-red. I'm, I'm calling black-red, yeah. for sure. <laughs> so I, I like to see like some kind of looting effect on Last time we kind of had that, you know, draw one, discard randomly, but yeah, I just want, I want like a faithless looting. Like, it's plus one, is draw two, discard two. 
think so, that'd be amazing. Yes. I have I'm I'm of two minds on Tybalt. Either he's gonna be like the most pushed card in the set because they're like overcorrecting for the last one and they just like we have to make this one good, or mm-hmm. they're gonna pay too much homage to the original one and keep some random element, and it's gonna be just garbage as a result. I think there's yeah. a, still a lot of design space with like red and black walkers, so there's a possibility we'll get better effects outside of like you know green and white and blue, which have been like explored the heck. And you know we'll also have Angrath, so we'll probably have a second chance to see that. Yeah. So that's another one that I'm really excited to see them take a second crack at because I think I, I've been pretty vocal about how much I love the the five mana Angrath. He's just one mana too expensive, right? Mm. I really yeah. really want. And he's actually the, the one I'm most excited for. Just give me an uptick discard on a four-mana walker. That's all I want, Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> uh, do you have a single one that you're most excited for? Because I definitely have one picked out. Uh, Ryan, if you have one. Well, I mean, I said Tybalt, but uh, I guess I'm also Ooh, okay. kind of excited about a new Sorn as well. I've always liked mm-hmm. Sorn. You know, I liked him in the original Dark Ascension. I liked him when he was on uh, Kanzatarkir. And even the six-mana was not so bad. So where do you think he's going to land on colors? Because have we only, I believe we've only seen Soren as black and white, although in the Laura he makes some sense as red. He Maybe looked, like that art, that art for him looks Mardu to me. Yes. Now the one thing is that these, these the stained glass art are not the card art, so you could have these be a little bit off from the card art. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I would I, be I absolutely shocked Mardu. if there's not cards of this. There's, this is going to be like a mythic edition. This is going to be like a, what's it called? The, uh lands from zendikar battle for zendikar yeah or the you know the san diego cards or something like yeah, that. The, yeah i could definitely see these showing up as something yeah these are showing up on a card somewhere i don't know what where they are yet but if they're gonna show up so my answer is pretty 100 percent ashiok ashiok mm. was such a sweet planeswalker and i'm really excited to see what else they do with that design space because it was a very unique planeswalker at the time i'm really kind of apprehensive for ashiok <laughs> because I think it, Mill is an archetype that I just I don't ever want to be good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're just going to keep Ashiok focused on Mill because that's what the last card was. Yeah, I would definitely prefer that she was, or well, it is some kind of, you know, Thief of Sanity card, more, like focus on that part of it, you know, stealing their cards more than the milling them kind of part of the card. Because that, that wasn't the important it part. It could yeah. also be that would be sweet. Like plus one opponent discards a card, kind of like a Lillian of the Veil. If you give me a thing? blue black walker that does that, I'll be satisfied, but I, I really want it in black red. Yeah, I think Ashok will be in like at four mana as well the second time around. I don't think they'll have another three mana one. I mean some of these walkers yeah. are gonna be three mana. Yeah. I would yeah, say that, like that's a good question. A fair what do you mana. guys think um which ones would you think would be highest and lowest mana costs? Do you have any ones that you want to call out? I think Tibbet will still be low. I think he'll be three mana. You know, I think Ashiok's going to be like three, honestly. I think as a safe call. Uh, That'd be cool. I-, I could see, you know, it's tough because there's probably going to be two of each color pair. So if you're like, oh, Ashiok's three, that means probably the other blue-black is going to be more expensive. Or like Tybalt's low. You can see Angrath high. That makes some sense. Yeah, and I want to circle back to Sorin, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I think it almost doesn't matter what they do with him. I, I don't think he's going to be playable in Frontier. Oh yeah, why is that? Uh, Because we just we have so many. Yeah, we just have so many black white walkers that are just like, just how do you compete with Gideon? Is really the big question you have to ask as a planeswalker in that color, right? Um, Yeah, and even more than that, I mean, you know, the four mana Soren, the six mana Soren, the five mana black and white walkers we have. 
Yeah, yeah. It, Gideon being a, the, the big question you have to ask, but, but yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff in that space. So how do you how do you take that in a new direction? Well, if Soren is white, black, red as his mana cost, that would be awesome. It would be, but could you could you invent like what would he have to be in black, white, red to see play like meaningful play? Crackling doom effect. Uh, yeah, at three mana, you can push a planeswalker pretty hard if it's three colors because that's so hard to cast. You really think so? I think they've they've learned how not to print broken three mana. <laughs> crackling doom Maybe. on a three mana walker? Are you kidding me? Like, you really think Wizards is gonna print crackling doom on a three mana walker? As like a minus effect, like he starts off with like three and minus two is like crackling doom. That's broken. Oh, that's God. for sure not happening. hundred <laughs> percent, that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, three mana. I can see four mana maybe, but with like you know one white, one black, and one, one red. But then you have to compete with Gideon, and there's no way he's going to be better than Gideon even with three mana or three well, colors. Well, if it's a crackling doom that also hits planeswalkers, yeah. maybe so Garuk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one another card I, I'm actually really excited about is Narset. Because um, I think she's like just she's one of my favorite planeswalkers in Frontier, and I think she's like she's kind of like low key playable, and like she's not amazing, but every yeah. now and then you can find a way to fit her into a deck that's just like it's just she just looks really impressive, you know. Mm-hmm. Like when you play her as a six drop and go like um, turn five fumigate, turn six Narset down tech down tech dig through time next turn uh you know your your dig through time rebounds and then you gear hulk dig through time again it's just yeah it, it's so beautiful you know so I'm, I'm i'm excited to see what they do with her i don't think we're gonna get rebound so mm. she'll have to go into a new direction and whether or not that's of that's of interest to me we'll see well you know they also have the first version of our set that they can draw off some of so you know being able to cast spells from the top of your deck mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, you know who I'm a little scared about is Karn. The fact that we've got Karn and Ugin, like I was just saying, with two colorless planeswalkers, you'd expect one of them to be a little cheaper, one of them to be a little more expensive. So if we get another three or four mana Karn, that could be... I think It could break some things I think again. it'll be five. I think it's going to be between Karn Liberated and the one. You think they'll do like there. five on Karn and like seven or yeah. eight on Ugin? Yeah, I'm calling like Ugin. five and eight or nine. It's gonna be impossible to play. Ugin so and I'd love to see just a like crazy high mana one, like a ten mana Bolas or something. Mm. Yeah, you know, I think they have to because right? like it, it creates like this awkward pressure if they put him at like seven mana, right? Because mm-hmm. then it c- conflicts with the flip Bolas, who's kind of like a he's like a big card for this standard, right? So I, I'm expecting they're gonna have to like really boost his mana cost they can't have like a cheap bolus i don't think right it doesn't make sense could they do like no, double red not. double black double blue like have a six oh, mana sweet or like double blue i could see two double black double blue double red or even three hmm. that'd be pretty sweet well, i'd be into that they still or, makes uh, it kind of hard to play. Th- you could give it the cruel ultimatum cost and go three with the black yeah i'm into that <laughs> that'd be sick all right, <laughs> that'd be perfect. That'd be like the cl- the best way to cap off the bola storyline for sure. Oh. So I have one more that I'm excited about. What do you guys do? You guys have any more that you want to talk about before we get to my so last one? Any more that I've got to talk I, about? I I want to see you know, Nahiri again. Maybe? I'm looking forward to seeing Nahiri. I really liked her. Um, what was it in uh, Eldritch Moon? 
right? It was uh, Shadows Over Innistrad. Or Shadows Over Innistrad. Yeah, I really liked her. I liked her abilities, you know, searching stuff up. I think there's still a lot of design space left on her. I think she was a pretty powerful walker as well. So I'm looking forward to see what she brings. That was that was actually my pick as well. I'm mm-hmm. super pumped for Nahiri. I, I think okay. she's actually like super underrated as a card. And maybe that's just because we don't have things that complement her in red white for a lot mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, red white's a tough one. But you know she gets rid of so much in Frontier. I do really like her, even more than like a Gideon kind of thing. You know, if I'm against an aggressive deck, I, I don't mind playing her and taking down, mm-hmm. exiling a smuggler's copter kind of thing. Yeah, just going up to six right away is just so much pressure when she comes mm. down. Can't but uh, I guess one thing I'm kind of interested about Nahiri is because like her original thing was kind of like. I, I make things out of stone, and her last appearance kind of wasn't really about that at all. So I'm I'm really curious to see how they kind of transition her because that art to me still looks red white. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know where they're gonna go with that because that doesn't that doesn't red white doesn't seem like it lends itself super well to making things out of stone. I mean, you can make an equipment, which is what her original one did. I guess that's true. So who do you think of the of these planeswalkers, which one needs to redeem its old card the most? So like what is gonna be the most improved, do you think? Tybalt. Tybalt? Yeah. You can't go worse. I mean, you can only get better. You know where I think you can go worse? Uh Jaya. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Jaya was Jaya bad. card was so bad. I would love to see Jaya redeem herself. I think Hawatli was like pretty terrible too, just like all around. You know, it sees the occasional Frontier play. Back when we had the red-white Planeswalkers deck, you'd usually see one of the five that, mana Hwatli. That, that was wrong, straight up. That, like, <laughs> it's like a better Gideon. It makes 3-3 three, three tramples. I, I actually play that deck a lot, and it like straight up, that it's wrong in that deck. It doesn't do what okay. the deck wants to do. <laughs> I thought Samet was but also like, pretty bad. Yeah, Samet was not great. Yeah, Samet. I think Samet probably will be the most improved. Just because the bar was pretty low, and I think, I think they're gonna at least make him decent this time. Now, one last one I'm kind of excited about is Gideon, just because we know he's got the Black Blade, and I'm really curious what that's gonna do because it'll open up some new ground for Gideon probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although it may just end up being that he turns into a creature with power and toughness equal to your lands in play, which is probably the uh, the cop out answer. I actually think I'm pretty into that. Yeah, yeah, cause I mean, and that's the traditional black blade effect, and you know, Gideon likes to turn into a creature. Yeah, I mean, like, because I, I, to me, that says they're probably going to cost them pretty cheaply. Like, if they did that at like three mana, mm. I think I'm super excited by that. Mm. Okay, I could see it. All right, so should we talk a little bit about our uh, predictions? Yeah, for so the, set the, now? the things we wanted to do. We well, let's to do, do wish list a first. Wish list you kind of predictions. Okay, we'll do wish list first. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Well, see, I didn't finish my wish list because, like, you know, I... I mean, also think back if you have any, you know, ones that you've had on your wish lists before that just didn't show up. So my first one on my wish list, I've been saying it every time, is a nice two-mana removal. It's something that trades with Copter on priority, preferably before it can attack. So you're thinking so, uh, in what white. I've been calling it, Yeah, in white. I've been calling it the white abrade. I don't know what the card is yet, but I've been calling it the white abrade. I would love something in white. See, I don't think the problem is is copter in white because a lot of times in white you're gonna run, you're you're almost always gonna have complementing colors. I think, so like yeah. to me, you're either gonna be running black or red with white, and those colors are gonna handle copter for you. I think the big problem I have is that white doesn't have great ways 
that like feel good to deal with big creatures, even though they're kind of like the F big creatures Ooh. color, right? They're supposed to be, you know, unifying the masses to take down the bigger guys. The path to exile. Yeah. Kind of effect. Yeah, I could see that. Pet- and that's kind of where, well, I actually, I'm thinking of, you know, mono white aggro or white blue aggro. And those have kind of dropped out because they just can't deal with red and they really should be able to. So, like... like Sorry, I was going to say, you guys from a Path to Exile. I mean, that sounds like the perfect card for this set, like, to reprint, just because... A two-mana Path to Exile? Just There's be- no way. Because Not with... this whole set is about, de- like, destroying Planeswalkers and getting rid of Planeswalkers, Sparks, and whatnot. And, like, what better way than say, okay, you're Exile, you're Exile, you're Exile. It doesn't hit Planeswalkers, for one. Well, the There's ones no that way. turn There's into no creatures. Way. The ones that turn into creatures. So, like, something like... Mm. You know, uh, a Gideon or maybe an Arlen Court or something that turns into a creature to attack. You know, you can exile that. I'm, some some I'm, of these will. I'm pretty sure Path to Exile is just too strong for standard. Yeah, well, what about if it was a two-mana Path to Exile? I, I would, would, I would play white, that. White path. Yeah, I would play that. Uh, honestly, I would take just like a, a two-mana enchantment flash exile target creature. Like, just like... No, it doesn't need any more conditions than that. Enchantment's a condition... I think that's fine. Hmm. All right. Well, that that was my first wish list. What would you guys have else? Um, so just to, I just want to tack on to that. I just want a way for white to be able to deal with Scarab God. Okay. I mean, Deck and Stone. You know, they can run the Deck and, Stasis Snare. Deck and Stone just There's feels the, so bad against those long, grindy matchups. Conclave Tribunal. Ugh. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. So I think. Uh, I, so my. So go ahead. What'd you say? No, Matt can go if he wants to say something. I just want to do kind of an honorable mention before I really dive into my wish list, and that's just more more good split cards. Okay. I was really excited by the last round of split cards we got, and like none of them are amazing. Like they're all like you can play one of them in your on color deck, and it's pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I would like to maybe see like just just like a tiny little st- step better, but uh, yeah. I, I I have been those are exciting cards to me either way you know even if you can only play like one of them in your on color deck, and you know what it really comes down to is that most sets don't have very many multicolored cards so, a lot of the time you'll see a blue white creature and a red blue creature and a red green creature and those are your only real multicolored cards so being able to see, colored sorceries and instance just makes things so much more powerful you don't get to see that enough and that's why things like dromoka's command were so strong for so long because we were actually getting those kind of cycles yeah and just like the split cards in general right they're just so much versatility so mm-hmm. I, I really like that out of my cards okay so is that your wish list does you want more split cards it's, it's my honorable mentions but yeah okay. well i'm already on number five so what's your number five as well yeah, so my number five and this isn't going to surprise anybody, but just a mid-range focused one mana discard. Okay. It, the format needs it. Mid-range you know, I, is dead. It used to be on my wish list. It was always one of those like, oh, I want a new, I want a better discard card. I want a better discard card. I'm happy with thought see or thought erasure. Thought erasure has definitely knocked it lower because it used to be like number one or two, mm-hmm. and now it's like it's number five, right? So it's like thought erasure is great. I would like. I guess the problem is I think blue is probably verging on too good in frontier so like i I'd, I'd like ways to just not have to run blue for like thought erasure and like okay. 
all the draw spells and whatever else it is I'm running. What about you, Ryan? So we're still on pick five here for our wish list? Yeah. I didn't really make a list of, like, I didn't make really a ranking of what I wanted, but yeah, uh, I just yeah. put, like, just, stuff. And we may whatever. have discussed so some of them already. I've been talking about yeah, it for, like, the last, yeah, I, I've talked about this card, I think, for, like, the last couple, you know, wish list reviews or whatever. Hero's Downfall, or something like hmm. Hero's Downfall. Something that's going to destroy a creature a, and a planeswalker. A braid. Um, we got that. Devil. A braid? Bedevil, yeah, sorry, oops. Derp. Yeah, but I think we need something better. Something Something. I don't know, man. I that. think like I think like between that and Mortify, like you've got the kind of like versatile removal space. Assassin's Pretty Trophy. well covered. I mean you think so. And you have Abzan Charm too, like it's like you kinda any color wedge. Any any kinda Yeah, there's we got good removal now, man. Especially when it comes to dealing with planeswalkers. I could see it. Okay. Um. So, so my number four. Oh, sorry. I'm just gonna. Yeah, my number four. I mean, I kind of already mentioned it. Is I want to see a good red green walker because we have not gotten one in Frontier. It, red green walker. You know, they've all been so bad. I think Domri's playable. I really do. Uh, yeah, I just haven't found a spot for him. You know, we don't have any kind of big red green deck really. So I would, I would like one that's playable and aggressive, or I'd like one that's strong enough to carry a slower archetype. All right. I, I would like a scrappier one. So I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have a problem with this. I'm on board. Okay. <laughs> uh, so my number four is kind of similar as I want. I want a black, red, four mana Lily of the Veil type card. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, think you said that one. Yeah, I did say it, but now I, I just I'm I'm officially adding it to my wish list. All right. Ryan, you got another item? Doesn't have to be in order or anything. So. I don't know if we talked about this before or not, but I, I would still kind of like to see Pithing Needle get a reprint, even though we already have hmm. Switcher Spyglass and we have Immortal Sun. You know, I think sometimes, like, you, you just need something turn one. You know, that's, some, that's cool. Yeah, or at least a Pithing Needle effect for this. Or some, some kind of, like, new Pithing Needle type effect. Maybe. I'm not. A... Sorry, go ahead. I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly like Piffing Needle, but I want something at one mana that I can set down and, like, you know, not have to worry about... I mean, Piffing Needle was, like, all permanent. Why not just give us one that focuses mainly on Planeswalkers? Hmm. You know, I'm not in love with Piffing Needle just because, like, it, it has some really feels-bad plays, right? Where it's like, th- throw it down, turn one, turn off all your fetches. Good game. That's why I'm saying this but one like, is, like... Yeah. I think there's room to have it like on a creature body. That could be pretty interesting. Well, like a Phyrexian Revoker? Yeah, I'd like to see that push a little more. I think you could get like just to being like a straight bear or mm-hmm. maybe even a little bit better than that. Or like a or like an O3 for one mana would be cool. Yeah, yeah, would love that too. Okay, I'm interested in that. That would be something I think was pretty cool. Um, I'm going to go to my next one, which is, you know, I said it like, I don't like how I have it written down. I've written down as more oaths. Um, I don't know if they specifically have to be that, but I would like to see more cards that benefit you from playing lots of planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that's a guarantee. Like I, I think. Yeah, I mean, you expect something, but I'd like something you know playable along the lines of like an oath. And those were cool cards. I, I want to see those actually be good. Whose oath do you want to cool. see? Um, I don't know if I have a specific being like, oh, I want to see you know the the oath of a Johnny or wait, no, we have we, we have oath of Johnny, right? yeah. yeah. 
Um, so let's. Well, I mean, we could have Oath of Jaya. We could have Oath of. Let's pick somebody weird. Like Oath of Soren would be, would be good, cool. I think. Soren's not gonna swear an oath. No. <laughs> yeah, Soren's not a big oath swearer. So you know, it's interesting. There's definitely some people that I'd expect to be, you know, on kind of Jace's side. Some people I'd expect to be on Bolas's side. But there's definitely some people that are kind of going to be wild cards or like they could be, you know, almost on their own side. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Ugin has a, a strong leaning. Yeah. I don't feel like Tybalt's kind of a strong leaning anyway. Tanio seems oath- pretty neutral too. We didn't get an oath of Karn, did we? No. Did we not? No. Yeah, you might be right. I don't think we I would say that. One. I would say that's like a shoe in because he's he's definitely on on Team Gatewatch. There's no <laughs> way. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All, All right, right. So my number three is I'd like more proactive ascendancy hate in the vein of Campbell. Hmm. Okay. Um, so like maybe something like Spirit of the Labyrinth would be cool. Yeah, so that one's the, what, 3-1, and players can't play more than one spell per turn? Oh, they can't draw more than one card or oh, something that like right. that. Yeah, yeah. Something like, like that, um, which I think would be pretty good at shutting Ascendancy down. So I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like something just a little bit better than we have right now. Okay. I just And I, I want it to be a proactive kind of, like something that I'm just going to throw down, and it, you know, it can be kind of part of my game plan. Yeah, kind of like how we had things like Thalia that you could throw down when you were fighting Mm. Saheeli back in the day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thalia and uh, Archangel of Tides. Mm -hmm. Cinder Vines I really like, too. I mean, it's such a set it and forget it. That's true. Cinder Vines is good at that. I do love Cinder Vines. I think it's one of the best hate hate cards in the format right now. What do you got, Ryan? Uh, Well, I think I'm on number two now. Three? Whatever you got. Whatever I got. Uh, Oh, yeah, maybe number three. I'd like to see... Uh, a card that slows down, maybe not just stops the walkers, but like something that like a tax effect. Whenever somebody uses a you know loyalty effect, you have to pay one or pay two. We haven't really seen any kind of prison or or tax effect on on that type of card yet. I think okay. I think we have seen like smothering tithes and stuff. Like there's there's cards like that. They're just bad because they're miserable to play against. So wizards doesn't want to push them. I think. You think so? Because like if you could really push all these walkers in this set, but you have something that can kind of slow them down. Yeah, I'm just saying, let people still have fun with the cards, but also have a way to deal with them. I actually think we're just at a point where there's enough planeswalker removal that you almost don't need anymore. Yeah. I think we are going to get more, but I, I think this taxing effect you're talking about, like, do we do we need more ways to kill planeswalkers? Well, I mean, we have yeah, black, we'll we have black red. Um, you know, we have XL you know, effects green and white. could do something, I suppose. Yeah. Black green. And there's, I mean, they don't really see as much play in Frontier, but at least in Standard, there's a ton of white enchantments that just eat mm-hmm. any permanent. Mm-hmm. All right, so, you had, so you had said that you'd like to see something more for Ascendancy. I haven't been as worried about Ascendancy lately. I'd like to see something in green or white or both that, you know, really hoses Atarka. So I'd like to see, like, a good life green aggressive creature. I've been saying kind of like, oh, I'd love to see... Um, kitchen finks but not literally but something like that you know something I mean, that i'm happy to play aggressively that gains me life at the same time i'm fine with that i guess you're so you're focusing more on like an aggressive right like an aggro deck right like a way for an aggro deck to fight through atarka yeah i'd like for you know green creature based decks to be able to play against atarka all right i approve um <laughs> 
it my turn again? Or uh, I think if you got one more or two more. Matt? I still have two more. Yeah, I still have one more. So I'll go first then. Um, and kind of in the same vein is I would really like a strong green two drop. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. and when I say strong green two drop, I don't just mean like kind of generically good card. Like Sylvan Advocate was a generically good green two drop in its standard. So like, like a three two vigilance wouldn't be what you're looking for. I don't think that'd be enough. I want something more mid range focused. Like mm-hmm. so something between like something not quite Tarmogoyf, but but in that kind of same space, right? So like Grim Flayer, I think. Mm-hmm is a great example of that kind of card. I would like another one in just mono green. Like, it, let green just be good at creatures, because right now in Frontier, they're really not, especially if we're looking at, like, kind of mid-range playable creatures. Yeah, I think what we've said before when we've kind of brought this up is something you and I both had on our wish list. Something like Scavenging Ooze would be Scavenging so good. Scavenging Ooze would be so good! <laughs> it wouldn't be broken. It would just be awesome. Hmm. Love it. Yeah. All right. My last. Can I do my last one, and then you guys can talk for the rest yeah. of your wish list. So my the last thing that I would like to see in this set is something that destroys envelopes or removes them. Interesting. Or interacts with them, maybe. Yeah, because there's some. I don't think all these walkers are going to have abilities that make an emblem. You know, they, usually they don't. But I still think there's going to be a lot of them, and it, there needs to be a way to start getting rid of them because. You have to have a way to kind of get back in the game. It's so much investment to get an emblem, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. if they if you have an emblem, you like your opponent had like multiple turns to stop you, right? Mm-hmm. That that's what an emblem is supposed to be, right? Except, except for those really yeah. tough ones that are like plus two, plus two, haha. Like Braska, the Relic Seeker, is like super hard to to get rid of. Doesn't she cost six mana? Yeah, but it's like mm-hmm. she, she she takes up twice and then she can ultimate, and she she protects herself. She's really good for a six mana. Yeah, walker. but I mean, we also have stuff like Bedevil and an Assassin's Trophy and Vraska's and just mm-hmm. like having a board. Yeah, I could see Bolas having something like gain control of a Planeswalker or Emblem. Mm. Yikes! So switching <laughs> yeah. switching emblems. Like target emblem goes to another player, maybe. Well, I don't know if you can actually target them, but maybe choose one. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Move I, an emblem. I don't know, guys. I'm this uh, whole this whole subject's making me nervous. Huh. All right, so my, my last one, kind of uh, kind of mundane, but just a little greedy one. With all these planeswalkers, I'd like one of them to be a nice Sahili piece. I wouldn't mind seeing that deck back in a back in a reasonable tier one, tier two. Well, that's fair. All right. Um, so my last one is super greedy and never ever gonna happen, but right. I want Lightning Helix back. Mm. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. I think it would it would just do so much good for the format. It would it would just like enable a whole skew of archetypes that that they yeah. have good cards, but they're just like just not quite there, you know, with a Tarka running mm. the roost. And Did- I I really don't think. I don't think Lightning Helix in the format would kill a Tarka, mm. but it would actually give it some natural predators. Did, yeah. did we get anything at three mana? I know that there was the four mana split card that was like... So yeah, we got, we got the, the split card that's the one and the four. So I, I was having this discussion with someone on my team that I t- test with, 
is you know we we got a a two mana helix the first time then we got a four mana helix the second time we were on ravnica mm. and i was like well what does the three mana helix look like do you guys even think that would be playable i don't think that'd be playable uh, i mean mm. if it was I, I think what i came up with that i thought would be fair is that it can't go to the face it would just be three mana you know one red white four damage to target creature and you gain four life or it could be three. I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I guess. It, it's, if you make it creature or planeswalker, I'm more interested. Okay. I still yeah, think it's creature or planeswalker. That's I, I still I'm still a little bit skeptical. All right, I like it. Okay, creature or planeswalker, boom. Yeah. And we're definitely gonna see more planeswalker targeted spells this time around. Creature or planeswalker, creature or planeswalker. It's gonna be like on everything. All right, so I started out this time. Who wants to start out with their predictions? You know, these ones we come back to. We visit them, so these these are the big money. What do you got for predictions? I'll, I'll start, mostly because I want to kind of preface mm-hmm. what I'm about to say with I only make predictions that I feel aren't freebies. Okay. So, like for example, I could predict that Soren is going to be in Mardu colors, but that's okay. too easy. That's too easy. So, oh, I have, some, of, I, some of mine are a little bit easy, but I'll. Uh, I'm I've not going to hold you guys to my standards, but it, I, it. I, it's much more interesting if you make specific predictions. So okay. that's what I'm going to do. And I'm immediately going to break my rule by saying my number five prediction is disappointment. <laughs> that's that's kind of mine as well. I've seen my, my number five is that they're, most of the Planeswalkers are not going to be playable. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they've really been dialing it back on the Planeswalkers, so I'm expecting this set to be no different. And I, I also think the hype for this set is just through the roof. So, like, living up to that hype is going to be really hard. Yeah, you know, I kind of want to caveat that I think it's going to be a good set. I think that they did Dominaria very well, and I think that this will be very similar, where it'll be a lot of exciting cards. It'll be, you know, they had all those legendaries. This one will have all the Planeswalkers. But at the end of the day, they just weren't very good. I guess I guess I mean, like, I'm optimistic, right? Because the last few sets, I think, have been really good. Like, like probably closing on cons of Tarkir good. Mm. Um, and I'm sure that's going to be an unpopular opinion. But... Uh, <laughs> I think they have been like really good, and uh, so I'm I'm optimistic. But given that the theme is planeswalkers, and planeswalkers isn't one of the ways that the last few sets have been good, I'm nervous. Yeah. All right. What's your What's your first prediction, Ryan? We're gonna hold uh, you to it. We kind of already talked about it a little bit, but I definitely think that there's gonna be some more oaths. Okay. Some kind of effect for some of those, you know, some of those planeswalkers. Not everybody. We'll get like another three or four, I think. All right, so my first one was kind of taken there. I'm going to go with my second one, which is a little bit more bold. Of these 36 Planeswalkers we've already seen, I'm predicting we're going to see more than one copy of one of these cards. What do you mean? Like more than mm-hmm. one copy of these Planeswalkers. So I'm, I could see there being two Gideons or two Vraskas or two Bolas, something like that. That, that was actually my number four prediction as well. <laughs> Man, we are right on line here. Two oh, I think we kind of discussed this. You know, I was talking about, I like cycles. I would like it there to be, you know, colors to be even for the most part within cycles. And with two colorless planeswalkers, that leaves us at 34 <coughs> cards, which there's no way to make a cycle out of. So I was like, you know, maybe we just have, uh, you know, a corrupted Liliana and then a Liliana once she, you know, breaks free of Bolas's clutches and becomes a good guy. So we'll see two of her card and then that would be, you could make it even then. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, who here, because to me, if you look at this, like, there's a very easy set of uh, monocolored walkers, right, in a cycle. So, like, I think two 
two probably. I, I would say like, yeah, so there's two of each, I would say, with the mm-hmm. exception is I don't know who would be the second mono blue Planeswalker, right? Yes, probably one of the new ones. So there is a, a kind of mono blue looking one that we don't know anything about. I mean, she and looks then, very blue white to me. Yeah, or blue red or something. And then, you know, actually, if if you got the same link I had sent you, that one in the with the hat on in the second lever, people said are supposed to be Mu Yunling, which I think was the... um the mono blue planeswalker from the china set Hmm. i don't think that it actually matches any piece of the art at all so i'm not buying that theory yet but Uh, neither am i especially given like looking at the color scheme here Mm -hmm. that would be a very radical change in color identity there is no blue in that planeswalker yeah i I agree i don't i don't buy that um if that's true if that player character is in the set then that would be a mono blue as well well that's not gonna be mono blue there's no way even if that is Mu Yan Ling, she's had like a midlife crisis and is now like Abzan <laughs> Green, or something. black or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but right. so like kind of following your line of thinking though, if we see that we have like a, a clear set of monocolored planeswalkers, 10 of them, except mm-hmm. we're missing the blue slot, I would, I would vote that Jace is going to be the one who gets the double card. Interesting. Because he's probably going to have, like, the big showdown with Bolas, too. Yeah, I mean, I can see Jace. I can see Gideon, you know, with the black blade. I can see Liliana. I can see Vraska because she's got those memories that she needs to kind of lose. I thought um, Liliana was bad, though. I thought she joined the Bolas. Well, yeah, For but not now. by choice. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, those are kind of the big ones. You know, Bolas just because he can have some big effects in the set. Yeah, those seem like likely ones. So, next card? Uh, it's on you, I think. Ryan. Okay, so I would like to predict that we, we see some kind of loyalty drain effect. You know, we've seen destroy walkers or exile walkers or damage walkers, but I want to see something that just, like, removes one loyalty from all walkers. Kind of like what they had with, um, what was it? Hualtli, uh, you know, with, like, you plus one, you get... Uh, counters equal to the number of creatures you have, or like the mm. old Gideon, I believe, from like uh, Gatewatch, or no, sorry, Gatecrash, where it's like plus one equal to the number of permanents so, you have or something. So I'd like to see some kind of effect where like all other Planeswalkers lose one loyalty and you gain equal to that number. Interesting. I actually think there's a very real chance that happens this set. I, like, I actually think that's a really good prediction. Hmm. So maybe like in a white or a black or you know something like that i i would think that fits really well with bolus's set yeah it's just i it, i mean we're kind of tending towards his plan being to kind of lure all the planeswalkers to ravnica and then mm. do something ominous with them after trapping them there yeah so yeah. everyone gets uh, it, it, it it lines up pretty well okay uh, so, you guys so my, my number three, and I'm realizing now after we've talked this out that I didn't put enough time into this, um, <laughs> but there will only be two playable walkers for Frontier, <laughs> and neither of them will be like super impressive Gideon levels. Okay. I mean, that's kind of what we'd said at five, so I see where you mean that you didn't... Yeah, that's my bad, guys. Okay. Uh, so my number three, you know, we've been talking about how there's going to be some Planeswalkers at different mana points. And, you know, I just said that we're probably going to get something great from Marvel. I'm going to go a little bit bolder and say that Marvel will be tier one. That we're going to get something like, you know, an eight or nine mana Ugin or like an expensive Bolas or a Karn. Just something, you know, big and it's going to push it over the edge. 
Really? So I guess here's my question to follow that up. Do you think Marvel isn't good because it's it's like wins when it spins the wheel aren't enough? You know, that's a good point. Uh, so Marvel does... I think the good versions of Marvel have a lot of things that will bridge the gap. So something like maybe a seven-mana Karn or like a seven-mana Ugin maybe is more what they'd be looking for. Something that they can naturally play but is still able to be in the deck as an auto-win button. Yeah, I think I think the, the really improving that deck comes from winning at earlier mana costs that they can naturally cost when they're cast when their game plan just doesn't go off. Yeah, I don't want something unplayable like the Ulamogs, but I'd like something that can be an auto-win like Emrakul, but can also be seven mana like Emrakul. I, I hope you're wrong. I, I hope that <laughs> yeah, doesn't happen. Yeah, that's fine. I hope Marvel's I'm the worst. <laughs> I also hope I'm wrong, but that's what I'm putting in here. Uh, back to you, Ryan. Okay, so this is kind of like similar to like the, the drain effect, but I would like to see uh, an effect you know, in this set where like you can switch the, the number of loyalty counters on one Planeswalker with the Planeswalker that use that ability. So like they have like a, a minus one effect and uh, you take your, for example, like your guys like a starts with four loyalty and you go down minus one to three and switch with like someone who has five or six and they get three and then you get six, like that sort of hmm. effect. So I'd like to see some kind of switch effect <laughs> or like some kind of steal another Planeswalker's ability like, you know, minus three, copy some other loyalty ability and then, like, use it or something like that. Hmm. So, you know, I think that was something they had discussed with the Oaths and they ended up scrapping, but I think it would be interesting to bring it back. When they were talking about the Oaths, one of the things they were looking at is, like, oh, you have the Oath in play and it gives all of your Planeswalkers, you know, a plus one to scry or something like mm. that. So it gives Planeswalkers loyalty abilities that aren't on their card. And that's kind of the same design space that you're talking about. Yeah, so kind of like, imp- I guess it's kind of like improved oaths sort of thing. Hmm. I, I think there's a reasonable chance that we see a planeswalker with a down tick that does that like steals another pl- planeswalker's hmm. thing, right? Their their down tick. Yeah, yeah but like cool. he, but probably he would have like this this planeswalker would have like a plus two, mm-hmm. but it doesn't do very much on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And the, and then it, the minus X is equal to whatever you know you're you're stealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I think that'd be like super playable, just like a a planeswalker assassin type person, hmm. or even one that could just you know plus zero to activate the loyalty ability of another planeswalker again this turn. Hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm gonna go on to my number two. And just so like the audience knows, at the beginning of this episode, I told these guys we weren't making any lore predictions. <laughs> um, so now that I'm about to make a lore prediction, uh, you can you can feel their agony hmm. and okay. kind of feel their anger at me. So uh, at the end of this set, Ravnica isn't going to be a guild setting anymore. Hmm. So uh, I think this is the final time we're going to Ravnica as we know it. Ravnica's gone. Okay. Like Ravnica will still exist, but the guilds and stuff are going to be like totally blown up by by what's happening in the set. I think it'll be locked, like unable to return. Okay. Right, kind of like uh, Ixalan was, you know, like all those planeswalkers were locked off from leaving. Right. Hmm. 
I just mean the level of destruction is going to change like the setting of, like into into a different setting effectively. Uh. All right, well, I'm going to add a lore one, too, though, although this isn't my number two, is that I think we might not see Planeswalkers for a set or two after this. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that. That's a hard one to uh, call me on after the next set, because we won't know for another set after that. But I, I Seems see reasonable. Happening. Seems reasonable. Uh, well, the one I had as a number two is kind of what we also have sort of discussed, is I want to see a good white O-ring effect, and I think that's fairly likely. You know, we'll get something that can take out Planeswalkers. And like you said, we have Conclave Tribunal... We have cast out, or we had cast out in standard, but Ixalan's I think, binding. yeah, I think mm. we'll see something pretty pushed. I'd love to see. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what an example would be. It have to be three mana or less. It would have to, you know, maybe if it could like take out a creature and a non-creature or something I, like that. I wouldn't mind seeing like a quarantine field effect back, just because you can hit multiple permanents with it. Yeah, that was so expensive though. I mean, that's not played in Frontier right now. But something better. Something similar but better. Sure, yeah. Alright, so whose turn? Who's we got uh, I think one it's more you for your number two? Um Yeah, I guess I don't know if I would say this is number two, but uh I, I kinda think that speaking frontier wise, uh, the red white control deck was always really good. It had a, a lot of planeswalkers in it. And mm-hmm. I think with, you know, the possible planeswalkers we're getting as well as the cards that either are gonna support it or hurt or that are going to support planeswalkers i think that that planeswalker mid-range or just planeswalk how do i say super friends decks are going to get better in general in, in frontier i know you okay. built a deck before that was somewhat playable and then i i know other people have made like sahili four color control you know planeswalker decks that were so we're going to see stuff. um deploy the gatewatch decks maybe that might be too much mana though i think that's still like an edh card no, I'm calling that as your uh, your prediction is that we're going to have one Deploy the Gatewatch deck, top eight, in a... <laughs> deploy the Gatewatch. So, just because you mentioned the red-white control specifically, I don't think there's going to be a single Planeswalker in this set that's going to be worth playing in red-white control. Oof. Just because the Planeswalkers in that list are so good and do like very specific things. Mm-hmm. So it's like Gideon of the Trials, uh, Nahiri, uh, Gideon. Gideon, Ally of Zendikar... Yeah. There's you know six of them that we could play. There's already so many good stuff in that deck, and I think the average power of Planeswalkers has been dialed down just a little bit below even like the weakest one of those. You know, mm-hmm. like I would say like Gideon of the Trials kind of rides the line, right? Where like, he, well, what about Hwatley? If they've got a Hwatley, you don't think we can replace that with a better red? I don't think they should be running Hwatley right now. I don't run it when I play red white control. Mm. I think it's a trap. There are better five drops to run. Okay, okay. Especially, I I don't think your five drop should be a planeswalker. It should be mm-hmm. Thalia's uh, lancers. All right, what do you got for uh, number one? You guys. Or uh, you? So my, sorry, what's that? Yeah, you guys go. No, my go number one is one mana instant speed planeswalker removal. Okay, I think and, that could definitely happen. And I'm gonna. And obviously, it's not going to remove anything else. It's just going to hit a Planeswalker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to do a bonus prediction here. It's going to depict Bolas killing Vraska. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of similar to like the the one mana, two mana spells that they had in what uh, Hour of Devastation, I think, like Chandra's Defeat and 
the one that was yeah like, you know we've gotten some of those very niche ones we've gotten that one where like you exile a creature with life more than your or with power more than your life total mm-hmm. i think it's a little less narrow than those yeah i'm, I'm expecting it to be black and it's just one mana instant speed no destroy or or exile target planeswalker interesting could be junt or not junt uh grixis colors well at one mana can't really be grixis colors I guess. All right, so my number one, and I don't think this is too bold, but, you know, it's a decent prediction, is we're going to see Planeswalkers that have static abilities. Yeah, I, I left that off my list because it felt, like, too easy. It felt like a give me. Static abilities, like, zero effects, you mean? So something like, you know, a Planeswalker that has an enter the battlefield ability or a Planeswalker that has, like, oh, whenever a creature dies, put a loyalty on it. You know, something uh-huh, uh-huh. other than a Planeswalker ability on the Planeswalker. Yeah, I, I would just about guarantee they're going to start exploring some of the Planeswalker space they've been throttling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I specifically left that off the list because I was like, no way, I'm not. That's too easy. <laughs> I mean, it's not a gimme. I, I think that you know that would be a bold. It's something that has never happened before, so I think it would be a big change. I would almost guarantee you it's in this set. If okay. it's yeah. if it's not in this set, I'll I'll eat something that people shouldn't <laughs> eat. I don't know All what. Right. Let's go through your last one here, Ryan, because we are uh, we are coming up on our time. So I've heard some people talking about this on Twitter, and if we're not going to have flipwalkers that change from creatures to planeswalkers, it's quite possible mm-hmm. that maybe we'll have planeswalkers that turn into creatures because they lose their so spark. So they lose yeah. their spark. Oh yeah. Hmm. So I th- I thought that sounded really cool. That was a really good idea. Not my okay, idea. That's interesting. Saw it on, yeah, saw I would I would, wouldn't mind seeing that too, especially lore wise. So that's pretty cool. All right, speaking of Twitter, guys, if you have any of your own predictions, why don't you reach out to us at mtgfrontier.net, uh, or mtgfrontier is our Twitter, mtgfrontier.net is our website, and we're also, you know, you can find our Reddit, you can find our Discord from there, lots of ways to contact us. Tell us about what you think are going to be your predictions, and tell it to us soon, because, you know, we're going to see um, we're gonna see spoilers coming up in, you know, a little I, bit less than a month. Yeah, right, two weeks or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, you can find me on Twitter at yoshwenki, or you can check out my website at www.thejapanhobbyist.com Just yell at me on Discord. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan, Matt. Alright guys, this was a lot of fun. Glad to have both of you together. Um, I'm hoping to see some of our wish lists come true. You know, a lot of things I wanted on there myself. So, let's see what happens next time on Magic the Frontier. And for everyone out there, we look forward to being your go-to source for Frontier information online. Your Final Frontier, signing off. Yeah.